day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to episode 29 of Shop Talk. It's Jennifer. It's Carrie. And we're back with a recap of 407 called Firefight. Um, there was quite a bit to discuss like in this episode. Um, there weren't as many like different storylines as there were last episode. There were mainly just like two big ones. Well, yeah. And then like just a few small ones. So we don't have much news. So we'll get into that first and then we'll just jump into the episode. So we did get a promo for the next episode, which will be airing on December 8th called hit or December 5th called hit and run. Um, we don't have the episode description for that yet. So we don't really know what that's about, but the promo did not show us Tim's sister. It kind of showed us like a weird like case that they might get on. So yeah, I don't really know how else to explain it. Like it just, it was cool how they like had everyone like the screen split into four and like turned on body cams and stuff, but, yeah. and we'll see Angela and John pairing up. It looks like. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. We'll see that, which will be fun. And that's the one where they like go into the bunker or no, they like, it's a military ship I saw. Um, and we know that they just filmed that in the beginning of October and true Valentino was on set for that. So, and he had posted that behind the scenes with gray or with mm-hmm. Richard. So we know that gray is going to be going out there in the fields. Mm-hmm. So it'll yeah, be interesting. Eventually. I don't, yeah. Is that episode eight though? Or that'd be nine. I don't know. What I believe that was episode eight. Cause Emily had tweeted, um, I believe it was her. Let me see. Yeah, she had said that she knew the location that they shot at, and it's she's she said that she thought it was on the battleship USS Iowa, and oh, she okay. had looked it up from the like filming database in California, and it said that they had filmed that on October fourth, which it is a military boat. So, gotcha. Yeah, she just stays doing the apples absolute most, Emily. Yes, we asking Eric like the yeah. questions and stuff. Yeah that was fun um we could talk I mean like because he had said that there were like photos or whatever and it's like either Mm -hmm. like from when he was a kid like himself or just like other photos that they like pulled from which I think is cool and then like even photos of Kojo to like make it look like he's like bonding with his new buddy I was like oh that's cute yeah but yeah um did you want to get into the next bit um yeah well because like we well you had said that the episode airs december 5th so then that fits mm-hmm. with episode 9 which is going to air the 12th um i also just want to say like be sure you guys are following jenna dewan on instagram and twitter because she's been posting like behind the scenes of the episodes that she's been in and that's been fun to see yeah um like she just posted the one where they did the like stunt for when the house exploded um and all in that trio like fell back I don't know I'm always interested to see how they execute uh those kinds of things so yeah yeah and oh and then Eric and Rosalind's uh podcast their latest episode dropped uh today Monday when we're recording this so be sure to check that out as well because they're they're just fun and I always just kill it yeah yeah 
Um, yeah. So do you want to kind of kick it off with, uh, Wesley and Elijah? Cause yeah, all the I drama swear to God, him. if we hurt, if we hurt a hair on Wesley Ever's head, I'm, I'm rioting. Like I am, <laughs> we're not going to do it. We're not. Yeah. Well, they like, they released, um, you know how they do the thing where they release some like previously unseen photos um mm. there were a couple from like wesley and elijah's last scene and like wesley still just looks pretty even when he's technically in peril yeah. and i don't know how sean ashmore does it but he does the, and- let's just put it this way the man never not looks good so true yeah um but anyhow so to start off for them um wesley's first scene uh talking to his newest client of elijah's um his client beat a man to death with a tire iron for sleeping with his ex-wife not even his wife but like his ex-wife like i didn't catch that the first time around um what yeah i didn't catch it the That's first so time. weird like that is so crazy um, and there's like the, the problem is that there's a witness like an older gentleman from across the street um, that like saw everything go down so Wesley's trying to talk him into making a plea deal um, the guy's like no way like Elijah said you were gonna fix this um, and Wesley like he doesn't really like exactly respond to that he's just like okay we're gonna like you know talk about this later you know the deal like keep a low profile um, stay out of trouble that kind of thing um and so as Wesley's leaving uh Gray kind of happens to be uh in the same area and kind of stops and talks to him and he says how he's noticed that all of Wesley's clients lately have been ones that have been like connected to Elijah Mm -hmm. and Gray is kind of like the way he's going he's on his way to becoming a mob lawyer which would uh get him disbarred indicted or dead don't like any of those scenarios especially the last one can we not yeah, yeah. can we um not? but i just thought that was interesting because i think it was well i know it was emily had originally pointed it out and then i had mentioned it a couple episodes ago uh, about how i kind of thought like that that would be the next kind of consequence for wesley yeah. would be disbarment i don't actually know is that the word i don't know to be disbarred um yeah or indicted um but then you went a little darker and was like well I just don't want him to get hurt which is understandable because no one wants that either I mean Um, I can see it happening but yeah no one wants that um so I just kind of thought it was interesting that like all of those options were like laid out in that sentence that Mm -hmm. Gray said um so Gray tells Wesley that if he ever does need help you know because everyone cares so much about Angela which I mean which indirectly means that yes they also care about Wesley too they're you know whole package deal um that Gray will be there you know for him if he needs to talk um Wesley kind of he doesn't like brush it off but he's just like no I'm you know everything's fine like he'd never jeopardize his family um so it's kind of the end of that conversation I thought it was going to be a longer scene but what we got was good yeah I'll take what I can get Mm -hmm. Hopefully, Gray is such a dad, though, to everyone. Yeah, Yeah, no, he he totally is. And, like, I feel like with how the episode ended, maybe we will get more Gray and Wesley scenes, Mm -hmm. maybe. 
Um, but anyhow, so that's the end for um, that scene. The next time we see Wesley, he's like out and about. Um, he's like going up to his office, I guess. Um, and Elijah's like right hand man kind of pulls up beside him and tells him to get in the car, which is Elijah's quote unquote office. Um, they discuss Wesley's new client, which is Elijah's wife's favorite cousin. Therefore, he's also Elijah's favorite cousin too. Mm-hmm. Which did we know that Elijah was married before this, or no? Um, I don't, I don't think so. But I feel like when Wesley walked into the bar, Elijah was definitely with someone. Okay. So I just assumed that that was maybe his wife or like a girlfriend or something. But gotcha. yeah, I don't know why I was so like thrown for a loop when he said wife. I was like, oh shit, like okay. Um, I don't know. That just like adds a whole like other element to his. Uh, like background I guess in my opinion but anyhow um so Elijah says that Wesley needs to make the eyewitness go away make him seem unreliable find some dirt on this guy because like prison's not an option for Jay who's the cousin in question um and Wesley's like do you mean like rest in peace go away like he's like you know how far do I need to take this um, and Elijah doesn't really care how he does it. He just needs to get it done today. Um, so he, and then he just like has the car stop and he's like, get out of my office, go to your job. Like, oh my gosh. It just. Like in the middle of downtown LA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not weird at all. Yeah. Um, so Wesley does what he's told essentially. It goes to the eyewitness's house. Um whose name is Mr. Andrews. Um, Wesley asked him a few questions, like, you know, if his eyesight's good, if he was drinking that night, how clear was his viewpoint? Um, His eyesight's fine. He's been sober for, you know, how many ever years? Um, You know, his viewpoint was literally like right across the street. So, you know, not like obscure or anything like that. Um, Mr. Andrews knows that Wesley's kind of there to try to intimidate him, but he also says that he's like gonna do whatever he can to protect his neighborhood from criminals and like he doesn't scare easily so um Wesley kind of takes a step back and is like he hears what he's saying um like he's not trying he's not there to intimidate him Wesley doesn't really come off as intimidating though except for that one scene in like three the 312 when he like um sticks up for Angela against but even the, then he's not intimidating I like mean, that was a like, little bit a little yeah but like I don't know I guess I would just be like a more enamored by him than intimidated <laughs> yeah fair <laughs> I mean fair. yeah um yeah and so he so he kind of like backs off um he has to use the bathroom I think it was M that tweeted um last night she was like why is it whenever anyone asks to use the bathroom they don't actually go and use the bathroom no Um, and like I would I don't know if I was the guy the homeowner I would be like you can go somewhere else and use the bathroom like why do you need (laughs) to use the bathroom here it's just so weird I was watching an episode of another show the other night and like the guy was like hey can I use your bathroom and like to a bar owner and I mean I guess public area but I would have just been like, 
you're a cop I should know <laughs> what you're doing like I don't know it's just yeah. weird mm-hmm. yeah um but so- I also watch too many cop shows to where <laughs> I would be like no you cannot no you cannot yeah <laughs> um so that uh excuse allows Wesley to search the house and he ends up finding a rifle underneath the bed and calls in an anonymous tip to 911 to because um, it's an illegal weapon. So that seems to take care of the problem, at least from what we see of it then. Um, the first uh, Wolpeds moment of the evening uh, happens when Wesley comes home. Uh, Angela's like, where's the food? I just thought that was funny. Like, she doesn't even like really say like, hey hi how are you she's just like where's the food um, I mean mood but like yeah, also yeah mood. yeah um but I mean she has a good reason though because she's like I said we could order in but like he insisted that they like that he could pick it up from the restaurant mm-hmm. um he forgot so he kind of is just like well can you cut me some slack and Angela's like slack like she's like please no um because she works just as long as wesley does but she still came home tidied up fed jack and put him down for like bed and everything um wesley's still kind of frustrated and he's kind of like snaps at her a little bit and is like well you're perfect then and the rest of us are just humans like i didn't like that i don't like wolf has fighting please make it stop i don't like they're you know dad and mom don't fight also though like when are we gonna see baby jack as like an actual baby and not just like a doll in a carrier like i don't know (laughs) yeah i just need a please that would be nice to see um and so that kind of like throws angela off she's like where is that coming from um and wesley kind of doesn't really respond he's just kind of storming off towards the door and she's like where are you going now and he says i'm going to go get the food um so I'm assuming that's what he was doing when they cut over to the end scene in the episode. I would think. Because I thought he was carrying something. He was on his phone, though. He was looking at his phone, not really paying attention. He was. In a parking garage, too. I don't know. It yeah. Just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's walking. I'm assuming towards his car. I'm assuming he was going to go get the or have the food. Um, but he, like, he's walking, minding his own business. Bam. Hit in the stomach with the bat or hit in the side with a bat i don't like that no don't like it i don't like it and um the guy i don't actually know if he had a name like the same right hand man as i keep calling him oh from earlier um was the one that like struck first um, he was the driver of the car the first time around right oh yeah 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 i feel i know they mentioned his name i just didn't write it down yeah oh that's terrible of me um but y'all know who i'm talking about um if you watch the episode already hopefully um and if you don't then i'm so sorry this is not gonna be we're just gonna we're just gonna call him the driver yeah yeah um but anyway so he was like you need to pay more attention to your surroundings man what do they call that situational awareness like i don't know why all these lines i mean that's a mood though made me chuckle but they did like i don't know if it's just the delivery or what i feel like in this episode maybe it was just like some of the scenes and some of the lines but the rookie kind of got back to the comedic 
aspect of it like mm-hmm. we're not going to be as serious but like all around yeah yeah because there were times last night where I was like okay that's kind of funny but like I shouldn't be laughing yeah yeah um and because like Wesley like looks up at him he's like Elijah's not going to be very happy about this and then hi here's Elijah Elijah brought his own bat he also talked about himself in the third person so that's fun um and he's like ready to like take a swing at Wesley again he's like wait 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 (laughs) um yeah when he was like and Elijah brought his own bat I was like and you're gonna keep it as far away from him as possible yeah yeah oh my gosh yeah I was just like oh and then like it was just an intense scene because I really did think Elijah was gonna get a, a swing in there Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why he was so upset was because he thought Wesley had the uh, eyewitness arrested to like protect to protect the witness and like kind mm-hmm. of protect himself um, as in like working against what Elijah had set out to do uh, Wesley defends himself saying that he was the one that called in the tip about the illegal firearm in the witness's house so there's no way he can testify since his credibility has been shot and as he as he said as an added bonus elijah didn't have to commit another crime so um that changes things and elijah was like oh you know bat is like receded a little bit um threat is kind of but isn't it still kind of pointed towards his face a little bit yeah because when he gets like the guy pulls him up and is like and then elijah kind of puts the bat right kind of by his temple i think and it's not like okay so the other guy had like a wooden bat right elijah had like a full-on like metal baseball bat yep like i'm sorry no we are not doing that to wesley ever we're not we're not hurting him yeah if you want someone to hurt go hurt marcus (laughs) like Please. please please um and so Elijah was like, you need to work on your communication skills because this beating is based on your lack of transparency. And I think, well, I had tweeted before I had heard the full quote because like I had tweeted based off the you need to work on your communication skills. <clears throat> and I had tweeted last night from our account. I was like, uh, no, sir, you need to get away from Wesley with the bat. <laughs> like yeah. I, th- I was on a roll, guys. I thought it was pretty funny. Um well and weren't you noticed for one of those tweets by like brandon mclaren or yeah yeah he's killing it like he's very good at being a very bad character yeah he is and it's just like i don't know like and like shout out to wardrobe department though they're like outfitting all of these like bad or like shady characters in like these like nice like nice suits and like all these like high-end like pieces i'm just like oh my goodness it just like it's like a whole different like it just adds a whole nother element i think to this like storyline which is it doesn't make them like the stereotypical criminal that you would think right yeah right exactly um so wesley's like are we good and elijah's like yeah for now and i just thought it was funny that he was like great work before I walked away I was like okay like I don't know I just I'm glad that the end scene happened how it happened because Mm -hmm. I was worried that Wesley was either going to 
like tell someone or he was going to be so freaked out that he was just gonna like turn further inward you know and like not tell anyone so (sighs) the final moment which is the end for the whole episode which I thought it was nice that they not that I mind that they end on Nolan like you know 99% of the time right he's the main character obviously yeah but it was just nice to have another moment that like was Angela and Wesley yeah um because Angela's at home she's folding clothes um thought Wesley was going to be there for Jack's bedtime uh when he's walking into the house uh he says he's sorry he got stuck on a call he's kind of walking in slowly says her name softly which makes her turn around finally um and she kind of notices his sad demeanor and he tells her that he screwed up and that he needs help and like both of them had tears in their eyes I was just like Mm -hmm. oh my goodness Sean and Alyssa like freaking killed this scene it was such a sad Wopez scene but like it was soft Mm -hmm. and yeah it was just so good they killed it yeah yeah so I'm thinking that you're on the right track considering you were right about the whole arson case I feel like you're like on the right (laughs) track for like Wesley being uh you know like the mid-season like mm-hmm. cliffhanger or something I, I don't like know that because would make sense. so like I didn't watch seasons one and two live so I don't know what they did for their mid-season finales like what the cliffhanger was I mean um I did watch it but I don't well, totally the first it. season this is why I am the way that I am I don't really know because I just I look up these things and I like figure it out based on like yeah. when they aired to so the first season cliffhanger was when lucy and nolan hooked up and then oh, the gun yeah. went off and that was the to be continued so that was that one for That's season right. one yeah and then season two was What's the um, yeah so it was 210 so we didn't we just saw lucy being kidnapped didn't know okay what was happening people had to wait like because they came back in february that oh my god i could not imagine waiting for that i can't either i don't know how people did it um so i don't know i feel like mid-season finale like they're not i don't know because like they haven't well minus jackson they haven't killed off well yeah i guess they did with zoe um i was gonna (laughs) say they haven't killed off any of their main characters but i don't know if they would do it in mid-season finale and especially like right after Sean has become like a recurring on the show. No, I don't think so. I just think it'll just hurt him. Be like, yeah, in like peril or like, yeah. Because I've seen it on shows where like they have like new kids or something, and it's like yeah. you have one like half of the, uh, like one spouse is like in trouble, and then the other spouse is like standing there holding their kid, like, yeah. Where's you know like where's dad or where's mom like you know I'm just they're coming home soon but like they're not obviously so I don't know if it's gonna be like that or what I'm just gonna prepare for the worst but like really <laughs> I don't want to freaking hope it, that it does not happen yeah no I don't yeah. want it to happen either but I just feel like because you were on like a roll with like all <laughs> these like predictions coming true so I feel like it would make sense like I can see it from a TV standpoint I spoke it out into the air once about Wesley and I'm not gonna do that again because. Uh uh-uh. I can't even think about that I trash yeah. over that man way too much no I kind of jinxed it I will unjinx it right now <laughs> get I said anything um it was funny though because like about the arson people were like oh my god it's so obvious I was like you guys I called it last week that it was gonna be this guy like that was obvious yep. again I just watched way too many 
first responder and cop shows so it's fine um but yeah i guess that leads us into the arson case with angela john nyla some of bailey it was just a whole thing so the episode opens right after like right after the blast with Haley or bailey having a puncture wound to her leg (laughs) oh my god it's gonna be such a long one and so we find out that fred is gone and nyla comes in to the hospital room she checks on everyone and you know they've got the guy fred they so they think and so gray is like you know we got to close out the case tomorrow so that means angela and nyla are partnered up and one i just have to say that i'm here for more of this uh power duo so please give it to me um and john checks in with angela and nyla like after he gives them the update about fred in the hospital because we find that out um in kind of the john and bailey stuff and so angela confirms that it checks out and they have to go back and re-examine everything going way back to the first hit and run um which is the one wasn't it like john and nyla stumbled across across it on patrol yeah, well, it yeah when they yeah when they yeah. like open the case about it yeah um and so angela says that whoever is doing this is covering their tracks and they'll have to like separate what the killer wants them to believe from the facts of the case and that just sounds like a big headache like no i'm okay um and so marcus stops by and he has a bag for hate for bailey oh my god i almost did it again and Angela and Nyla's eyes like narrow and they're just suspicious like okay let's do this what I thought they were thinking is like he's up to no good which they kind of were thinking that um yeah but they were like he's a badge bunny for Bailey just not for police um but he Marcus had the doorbell camera footage that no one asked for so you know he's like I brought that there's you know this bag for bailey hope that she gets better um and so marcus asks like what happened and he claims that he's like kind of confused someone's told him one thing and someone else has told him another thing and so angela just asks if he's noticed anything out of the ordinary but he says he hasn't so after he leaves angela's like what did he get her and it's just chocolates but the women are like he's the only civilian that was at the barbecue buying gifts for bailey He's a badge bunny. Um, and so Nyla's just like, when was the last time you bought chocolates for someone that you weren't sleeping with? And John just thinks about it for a minute. And he's like, Marcus is after Bailey. Like, yeah, she he is. So, you know, keep a close eye on that. Um, so then John and Nyla are questioning the guy that Nyla pulled out of the warehouse a few weeks ago. And, you know, he doesn't really remember the guy's face, but he says that he does remember the guy acting so horrified that he was hit. Um, and he insisted on taking the victim to the hospital. So, like, you know, obviously this guy's been hurt. He's like, yeah, whatever, like, you know, do what you can. And so then he let the driver, like, put him in the back seat, but he doesn't remember if the driver said anything in the car because he blacked out. Um, and so they found a drug rohypnol in his system which explains the blackout can you take the next bullet yeah um nyla asks if he remembers anything inside of the abandoned building where he was taken um he says that when he woke up pain was just like eating him alive and he remembers praying that he would black out again so um and unfortunately the um 
suspects started stomping on the guy's broken legs like oh my word that like that had to hurt so this much. dude like did not give a shit about no, not at like all. hurting him even more yeah. it was oh it's crazy and just like I didn't realize that that victim was the one from like a few episodes ago. I like just now put that together. I don't mm-hmm. know who I thought he was because both times when I watched it, I was like, where'd that guy come from? Like, I had to go back and catch it because I was like, wait, there's been a few things that have happened since then. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but that makes sense now. It's all coming together, guys. Mm-hmm. Well, and then the victim like brought the suspects back up and he's like, you know, at one point he leaned over and he had some kind of like a burner or scar on his back like because his shirt came up and so Nolan's just like he knew exactly how to incapacitate you oh more foreshadowing especially because we saw the promo before yeah but they made it seem like there's he was saying it to Bailey which was kind of oh yeah that's right not you got editing editing yep editing do a darn good job of it the editing magic um yeah so then nyla like says that she's talked to fred's gardener and he has access to fred's property but has alibied for almost every murder um and then the mail carrier alibied out too so it leaves them with the handyman who has a couple of assault charges from a few years ago um and so angela talked to him and he wasn't very helpful he refused to answer when angela asked like where his uh, about his whereabouts for the other murders um which doesn't make him a suspect like he could just not trust the police but it's also not helping his case either so when angela like asked why he went to fred's house yesterday to the hand the when she asked the handyman why he went to fred's house he kind of gave her an odd answer saying that he was called to strap the water heater down um and was told to enter the property if no one was home and so he claims that he was paid in cash in an envelope taped to the water heater. So that is a little weird, especially because, like, the, uh, we find out that the water heater is, like, outside of the house. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look like it was affected by the blast or anything. So then Nolan's like, well, I can verify it. I'll swing by the house on the way home and see if the handyman did the work. So John gets to the house. Everything checks out bailey calls and john's like yeah i'll give you an update she mentions there's three types of pie waiting for him at home when he gets there i mean where was our invite like because i've been craving pie and thanksgiving can't come soon enough like she made all of the best pie yeah when she said chocolate cream pie i was like now i just really want chocolate Uh and chocolate cream pie especially yeah um and yeah, so then he runs into Marcus, who's paying like his respects. And he's like, Marcus asks if there's any leads. And as Marcus is bending over, John notices there's a burn slash scar on his back. And he, like, Marcus looks back and he comes, you know, and just the look shared between the two, like, they know what the other is up to. So they leave each other and no one goes to get on the phone and we can hear a car start. The car is then used to run John over. So, yeah. Which, okay, I thought about this after my second rewatch. I was like, if Marcus is a neighbor, then why was his car just, like, out in the middle of the street? You know? No idea. Yeah, no like, idea. Just, I don't know. I would be very aware of that. 
yeah. are the rook are these characters not aware of their surroundings because it doesn't <laughs> totally seem like it this is true that we just literally just had this with wesley though you know situational I mean, awareness no yeah. one has it apparently i mean i guess it depends on like what side of the street marcus lives on like maybe he had just parked on the street for the time being but i don't know still weird um and so then you know like john gets run over and marcus is like let me just get out of the car and pepper spray him too like do more damage yeah so yeah so then we like cut to commercial break and john comes back like comes to and marcus is just sitting there playing a harmonica like it's like five o'clock in the afternoon he's playing a harmonica oh my god i didn't catch that that he was doing that i didn't catch either the first time around it was the second time around like because i thought um later on in this like whole sequence when the harmonica started playing that he just like pulled it out of his pocket and started playing it as he was like running through the warehouse weird yeah (laughs) i mean it was weird regardless like true the dude's just like fucking sitting there and just like playing the harmonica like it's no big deal like it's weird so then like marcus mentions that there's rohypnol and head trauma like and when that when it gets combined it can be a little dicey and i'm just like oh my god this like so was it pepper spray that he like or like how did he get the rohypnol in john's system and in that other victim system i have honest i have honest to god like no idea like i don't know i mean because if they black i wonder it's got to be something in the pepper spray yeah because like i didn't really because like the um not like burns on john's face but like the scratches were from like the pavement i'm assuming right from like yeah being you know hit by the car um but like it looked like he was like spraying it like on like on that so like if the skin's like open can't it uh-huh. like, get into your well see but that doesn't make it into your bloodstream though i don't think roll hip no i don't know anything like- is a benzodiazepine used to treat severe insomnia and assist with anesthesia as with other hypnotics it can be advised to be prescribed only for a short-term use or by those with chronic insomnia okay so it's not something that like gets sprayed into your eyes nope but like i mean it's like a pill like how is he getting it into his system if he's blacking out like it just, I don't know if anyone is like um, in the medical field and is listening to this someone please tell me because now I kind of want to know <laughs> <laughs> this website says how does it affect the body it's a muscle relaxant decreased anxiety drowsiness amnesia sleep slurred speech loss of coordination impaired mental function confusion mm-hmm. and addictive yeah. um okay so it, it's a muscle relaxer but like we saw John hobbling out of the building yeah like, but i mean what? he did not he did not have good coordination like at the very beginning though like trying no. to get up and like get yeah like his bearings again well that's because he had puffer sprayed him again yeah um so, like, yeah so yeah I'm, I, I'm and loss of coordination yeah yeah but just like how it got into a system i don't know because i mean unless like marcus like crushed it off or something i don't know but weird um yeah so then you know like we see that john is tied up to some old piece of machinery and marcus is just like going on about how he found the place and it's some like 
old abandoned warehouse. He's not sure like what they made there, but it's huge. And he's then like John starts to kind of go like in and out, like conscious wise. And so Marcus just steps on him. Like it's no big deal once again. And Marcus clearly just wants him to like stay awake. Um, and so then he asks John if he knows what an adductor longus is. And it's a muscle in the thigh. Um, and he's like, but I'm pretty sure it's shredded anyway. Cause when a car, when it's shredded anyway, cause when a car hits a human, it always loses. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, and I want to like know which thigh it was because like he was limping. So I don't know. It's I think just weird. It was, like the. I thought it was his right leg, but maybe not. I don't know. I, you would think I would have been able to pay closer attention to that scene, having watched it two times <laughs> over, which would make it. It was like a fifteen-minute scene, right? It so was an hour. Yeah, but no, did I catch it? No, I did not. Yeah, no, I don't I know, but he like, was limping, and then like trying to run and hobble, and like I said, I wasn't like I knew. I know I wasn't supposed to be laughing in this episode, but like there were parts of it where I was. Like chuckling and that was kind of one of them sorry sorry john nolan like well, they were both hobbling if like yeah. marcus wasn't injured too and they both were going at like a snail pace i wouldn't have chuckled myself but i yeah. did <laughs> and then like just trying to like get away from each other it was just yeah was and it comical. just yeah it was a little bit yeah so then like you know john just gets out the team is gonna catch marcus and marcus is like oh, i'm not so sure about that um but he's like maybe because you got close closer than anyone has so we find out that marcus has been doing this for 10 years has an ironclad mo um where it's just travel to hunt like he just figured that la was so big that he'd stay far enough away from where he lived and then it would be like a murder staycation for him um but John got lucky with Bailey and it was time to leave Marcus behind, get off the grid and go on the run. But again, he was Fred's neighbor. Mm-hmm. I guess that's not like what set the whole like arson thing off, but yeah. still just weird. Well, so I think it was like, that's what he was like saying. Like he got, like, he was not lucky. Like, yeah. John was lucky with Bailey, but Marcus was not lucky in this whole situation. Cause he ended up in the midst, like right there yeah well because fred had also said in the like barbecue scene he was like john's a cop too and Mm -hmm. you could kind of see that like marcus was like oh shit Mm -hmm. yeah so then um you know like he thought he'd have a little fun and john's trying to like break free and marcus just kicks him again like why why so then marcus is like i feel no shame for what i've done like or you know the needs he feels and he's just like if i could murder someone every day i would be the happiest man on the planet that's dark and morbid mm-hmm. and like maybe not something that you would want to tell a cop but okay um so then john is just like anybody ever tell you you're crazy and marcus says sure but i'll burn them to ash okay again dark and a little morbid and crazy so then john gets marcus down on the ground um and he like thinks that marcus thinks that this is kind of funny because of course he does he thinks that everything is funny at this point point. and he pulls out a knife 
and gets close to John, but he's going to cut him free. And so then he like, he's like, I'll give you a one minute head start. Um, and then, you know, like kill you. And so John challenges back and he's like, what if I don't run? And so then like, he says, what if I don't run? What if I take that knife and stick it someplace where you won't like it? Um, and then Marcus decides to pull out a gun and just starts shooting at the pipes behind John. And so John is pulled back down to the ground by the rope and Marcus cuts it, letting him loose, but his hands are still tied. So like he can't really do a whole lot with his, with his hands. And Marcus is excited and a little bit nervous about this. Like he just says that in a joking, like in a jovial manner too. Yeah. He's so hyped up now. He's like, okay, I'm ready. Like he's like essentially like ready to hunt Mm -hmm. again. So then, like, before John gets up, um, Marcus Pepper sprays him again. Because, like, at this point, why the fuck not? Like, you've already done so much to him. What's a little more pepper spray going to hurt? Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, you didn't think that I would play fair, did you? And so he count- starts counting, and John, like, gets up, like, and just, oh, he, like, stumbles and everything. And he starts hobbling away you know blood is on his face pepper spray in his eyes and then we see marcus just like sit back and start playing the harmonica again like letting john get the head start um and i put an outline like john's not doing well but he's persisting like i mean you gotta give it up for that so yeah Mm -hmm. but then marcus is walking like he starts walking around the warehouse playing the harmonica like he's so freaking innocent in all of this and to him it's like a game of cat and mouse like he is just like on a mission to just like get get john but also like have fun with it too and so john finds a beam and starts trying to get his hands free but then that's halted when he sees that marcus is coming in with a flashlight and a gun so john finds a nail or something like something that was little and just on the ground he throws it um, to give like some type of sound because Marcus was saying like you know it's like he's not so used he's not used to all the quiet mm-hmm. um, and so then like that throws off Marcus and so then like he so John starts to run um, but Marcus is not so quick and so he just like goes back over to where he hears John's footsteps and starts like running and shooting after him so John goes to another part of the warehouse, Marcus enters then, and John's sh- like hiding behind a shelf of pipes and he just like knocks it over, trapping Marcus, um, ultimately throwing the gun out of his hands um, and like what looked to be like underneath a desk or a drawer or something. Yeah, I didn't quite get that scene because it was like dark and like no matter which angle I was watching it, what screen I was watching it on, I really could not tell what it was. Yeah, but the gun was down there. So at first I thought he was going after the gun. Yeah. And then like they cut back to it and he was trying to get his hands free. So I figured like he would get the hands free and then like go after the gun too. Mm -hmm. Um, So then, yeah, so he like, you know marcus had said that he had weeks to get the warehouse ready so he knows like all the ins and outs he opens another cabinet and pulls out a rifle like okay this is just too much here 
Um, so then, yeah, so John ends up running, well, hobbling out of the warehouse. And I thought that this was like kind of funny. And Marcus was like, run, rabbit, run. Like, in oh, did he Gump. really say that? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like, in Forrest Gump. I was like, oh my God. Wow. Um, but like, why did he call him rabbit? I don't know. Maybe because like hobbling, maybe could have been like hopping. Maybe. Yeah. Sort of. I don't know. Yeah. So then, you know, John gets to another part of the building and finds a pair of rusty scissors. Okay. At first, I thought that like, I don't know, he was like going to throw them at Marcus. But then I was like, that doesn't make sense because what if like they don't hit Marcus like right away? I don't know. Yeah. So then you know marcus is like talking and john's hiding behind the desk but the way that marcus was talking though was just like beyond creepy like everything that he had done up until this point was creepy but him talking in that way was just creepy so he starts like shooting at things in the room um and starts like or runs out of ammo and so that's just when john comes up and marcus like runs towards him and stabs him with the rusty scissors Mm -hmm. like taking him down to the ground um and so marcus gets up with the gun because you know he's not taken out completely yet and john follows him and they're like limping through the warehouse beaten up and bruised um and marcus just comes back with a loaded gun like but the safety is on and so john's like well i'm getting the heck out of here so he turns around and like gets a lead on on him and then marcus like finally gets the gun working and he like ran out of ammo a few times on his gun like he had to like reload it um and just i mean as they were like hobbling through the warehouse like marcus's laugh slash giggle is just like too much like yeah it will live on in nightmares and like you know how we've said that okay so some of the villains in the rookie like you know that you're supposed to hate them but you actually like them yeah yeah marcus is not one of those <laughs> he's not yeah i was he's just not. gonna say i was like he does not make the cut and i know i was talking about it last night on my personal twitter and then like i think i saw a few other people they were like so marcus meet caleb caleb meet marcus like you know who is the worst villain i would have to say marcus i mean like caleb did some pretty nasty shit too but true. like Marcus just did not give up. Yeah, of course. I don't know. Is Caleb technically classified as a sociopath? Which would mean he doesn't really have feelings either or ability to feel remorse. Kind of. I he had like know. sick motives. Yeah. I mean, sort of Marcus, both, but. I don't like. I just think, like, if you took, like, their, like, if you took their personalities out of it, because Caleb also annoyed the hell out of me, too. For different reasons though marcus is just like outrageous and like well no just outrageous and like caleb was like creepier yeah i don't know but yeah i can i can understand why people are like kind of wondering who's the i don't know they're both like, pretty bad yeah but yeah. yeah so then john finds a forklift it took me a while to figure out the name of that before <laughs> this episode and i was like i know the name of that 
piece of equipment. I know it, but I cannot. It was not coming to my head. So he like finds a forklift, even though it's an abandoned warehouse. Like, yeah, okay. I know. I was like, lucky break. Yeah. And then he's just like, let me get in it and like bust through the side of this building <laughs> to try and get out. He does yeah. it because like he's smart, I guess. Yeah. After being like pepper sprayed and like beaten. I mean, yeah i would hope that you could be able to do that too and so like he gets out of there like he has to like crawl crawl through like the tiny hole that he made in the wall um to where it's like not blocked by anything and he gets out and like goes to the car that marcus drove there and he just like marcus comes out too because why wouldn't he and he starts like shooting at the car i don't know how he didn't get shot I i don't either like i really don't because he had the windshield shot at Mm -hmm. um but then john like finds a cell phone in there he calls 911 gives his batch number all while he like hot wires the car yeah so then like john you know gets the car going and he's just like okay it's payback time and he hits marcus with the car he also found zip ties in the front seat so he zip ties his hands together Mm -hmm. and then falls to the ground like passes the fuck out and falls to the ground yeah and it's just like and then the camera like go like pans out like all the way up and you get bird's eye view mm-hmm. the both of them are just like laying, laying on the ground, on the like mirroring mir- damn i was doing so well with not messing up mirroring each other yeah oh yeah it looks like they were like best buds or something like laying <laughs> yeah. on the ground <laughs> it was so it was just like it was awkward and like but I'm assuming that was kind of the whole point of it to be like an uncomfy uh-huh. awkward yeah maybe so the next time we see John and the last time is he's in the hospital and Nylon and Angela are waiting for him and they just like you know he comes to and like wakes up and they're, they, they're like you know you got him and you know it's all good and yeah so that's the end of the arson case like some people were surprised that they wrapped it up so soon but i was like i mean it's not like it needed to drag on for four or six episodes or anything yeah because it technically was already for like like three or four i guess yeah. so they like mentioned it towards the beginning of the season obviously and then little by little like put the yeah. pieces together well did it come in th- in the halloween episode um was the first hit and run I thought so but maybe not well yeah but like it had come like I think it was at the end of the episode was it 403 I don't know why that's in my head like that they had first mentioned that there was like possibly a well the serial killer connection which then mm. turned into the arsonist thing I think yeah but I mean I yeah, it, was, it went on for a few episodes regardless and like I feel like it wrapped up rather nicely. Yeah. Um, I feel like at least for the Marcus stuff, I don't know, even I guess for the Wesley stuff, maybe not so much that. This could have been the Halloween episode. Like I loved the Halloween episode what we got, but like mm-hmm. the Marcus stuff, I was like, yeah, this could have been like a spooky storyline in a way. Maybe. Like nightmarish. Yeah, nightmarish yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure. I will. I think people on Twitter um, also were like, 
they'll never be able to hear like a harmonica again and not like feel like weird about it and I'm like same yeah yeah it was just so it was weird it was weird the way that he was just like so casually playing the harmonica like okay just yeah yeah odd but Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, that's it for uh I was about to say Chenford because that's the next thing (laughs) oh my god I swear it's I'm normal it's just Monday um yeah so that's it for John and the arson case yeah but now we are moving on to Chenford um yeah so their bet is kind of what uh starts it off for them um I like to say it's their like bet 3.0 because technically this is like their third time's the charm kind of thing um trying to get this rematch going um but before they get to work on that they um are bringing in a uh young woman who uh led them on a as tim said medium speed pursuit and like Mm -hmm. she flipped them off after she ran through a red light and a stop sign like she's making all the wrong decisions here he was so Um, sassy with her in that like oh my god so it was like classic tim in Mm -hmm. that moment or in that scene rather um and the woman oh that's um Allie Gonino from The Lion Game. Yeah. I adore. Um, so it was fun to see her. Um, and she was like, I was late for an appointment with Orchid, my life coach. And Tim was like, Well, she's doing a terrible job. Go stand over there. Like he was not having it at all. Uh, no. Not at all. Um, and so like while her mugshot's being taken, um, Lucy brings up their bet and Tim's like, the bet I won. And Lucy's like, no, the bet. I won like so they're just arguing back and forth already and Tim was like you know I already had the gold in my hands and Lucy was like all you did was stand there and hold your arm out and like that was when Tim clotheslined the suspect yeah um and Tim cracks me up he's just like well it's even more impressive like he's like so like boastful Uh uh-huh and I'm just like dude no why like stop um they decide that they need a neutral party for this rematch uh that tim's kind of propositioned so they both turn to gray who's doing paperwork nearby as they've been chatting this whole time uh and gray just like looks up and he's like and that would be me and he just like his face like yeah i think i had tweeted about it when they because they released a sneak peek of this scene Uh um and I was just like, you don't even really need to like edit this into a meme because like Richard's face was just like, like it was meme worthy. Like just take a screenshot of it and you're good. Like yeah. you don't even need to add any text on it. You're good. Nope. It just, oh my God, it just absolutely killed me because he was just like, I mean, like he was willing to like do this and like be kind of the like referee for this whole rematch, which mm-hmm. then makes me think, okay gray's gotta like know that something's like up or like different about and if he doesn't he's not a very good commander but like (laughs) but like gray is a good commander but he has to know that something's up Mm -hmm. yeah he has to um so he decides to give them both a uh penal code at random um lucy gets i probably could have been better at this and actually like 
put the numbers down that he said, but I didn't. Um, Lucy gets the code of, like, encouraging someone to become a prostitute, essentially. Um, meanwhile, Tim gets destruction of fire equipment. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? I mean, I, they did say random, and those are definitely random. Yeah. Um, but also, though, as soon as I'm saying this now, you remember how in Eric's cameo, he was, like, um, from, like, forever ago, when he was, like, what kind of situation, like, Tim and Lucy could get into, and he, like, mentioned something about, like, taking down a prostitution ring or something yes. like that's what that's where I thought that's where my mind went I was like yeah did the writers listen to this cameo and was like okay here like this is your like crumb you can have I feel it. like it depends on when he did the cameo because he very well could have read the script because there are some of the cameos that he's done where it's like hinted at these storylines oh really yeah like oh, um, him and Lucy it. going undercover mm, that's true was one and then I think, well, yeah, he had mentioned that like him and Lucy were going to be split up for a little bit mm-hmm. in one. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, he was, he's definitely been doing these while they've been filming and like even on yeah. set sometimes. So oh, for sure. Cause someone had sure. pointed out that like he had done a cameo from Santa Monica Pier, mm-hmm. but he wasn't in that scene. Yeah. So they were like, Maybe well, he just went and watched filming. I don't know. I don't know. Cause he was in uniform. So mm-hmm. they were like, well, maybe he got cut out. Yeah. but i don't know but yeah he's also the sergeant too so like he has to mm-hmm. like be on the scene i don't know but yeah yeah so those are their two uh like assignments uh for the bet and whichever one makes the arrest first wins um tim's like that's unfair and gray's like so is life deal with it like yeah gray is our spirit animal we love him like it's just oh my god it just cracks me up like just sort of like Nyla in a way with like almost deadpan um but still there's like a little there's a little bit of like a lilt in his voice kind of when he is like being Mm -hmm. sassy which I've missed it I've missed sassy Tim and not just with like Lucy and Nyla but like with suspect or with uh arrested people too I can't even (laughs) think of the name right now yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Um, so later, a little bit later on, they're discussing, well, Lucy's, like, saying how she has a list of places where a police presence might be needed, and Tim's like, oh, so you can get your pandering call for the day, like, so she can win the bet, obviously, um, and so he kind of asks her, he's like, is that really your focus, our bet, and she goes on to comment how he bribes Nell for fire code violations all the time, so she's kind of like, well, what, like, you know, pot calling the kettle black kind of thing like that like hello mm-hmm. um and tim kind of defends himself he's like nell's a friend sometimes they get her daughter tickets like okay <laughs> can we see nell again though yeah oh my god so i would yeah. love to see that because yeah. i feel like she would also catch on to the trenford like oh, probably by now are you kidding she me? definitely would have yeah and i want to see i want to hear if her and elroy are still a thing yeah oh my gosh they were fun yeah no for sure um and so the whoops I just lost my place goodness um okay so the um woman that they uh arrested earlier Alleganina's character um knows of a real crime quote unquote so she can cut a deal like in the movies 
Um, the real crime is a woman selling skincare products with tiger's blood in them. Mm-hmm. And then, as Lucy said, she was like, literal blood from an endangered animal. Um, and so participating in like the endangered animal trade can land this woman in jail. Um, the lady was like, okay, yeah, but my friend or like her competition named Sloan is selling benzos and claiming that they're like b12 vitamins um so that's like it's kind of like this like chain of crimes like someone knows someone who knows someone who knows someone else they just like kept ratting people out and i was like well damn i mean i know they're your competitor but Mm -hmm. dang okay yeah like no wonder shenford was kind of like just so done with yeah by the end because they just like had the whole time like i couldn't keep up with it even on my no. second rewatch, I was like, wait, so this is someone different? Like, because the two older women looked similar to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. I had to take it like person by person uh-huh. when I was writing out these notes. I was like, oh goodness. Um, so Sloan said that her husband is a doctor. So she uses the family prescription pad to like write out these things. And Lucy's like, yeah, that's not a thing. Um, but obviously this woman's like admitting to committing this crime um and she tries to ask them like well who's the one that like ratted her out and she's like oh you know what I bet it's Aston um and so she so Sloan said that Aston's trying to hire a hitman to kill her husband because he's worth more dead than alive so that's kind of how we get to the uh undercover Chenford part Mm -hmm. and uh that tip is what leads Tim to pose as the hitman for hire and Lucy's going to be doing the surveillance. Oh, goodness, here we go. Because um, this was the scene that the rookie, they posted about it on their social media, but it wasn't like in video form. It was that collage. And it was just um, like out of the blue. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, because they usually drop their sneak peeks on Fridays. Yeah. Sometimes Saturdays. But mm-hmm. the collage was like a Thursday. Mm-hmm. or a Wednesday like we weren't even expecting it yeah yeah um whoever does the rookie social media dropped the Chenford sneak peeks this week like they are definitely Chenford stands as they should be <laughs> and we have to stand that yeah clearly mm-hmm. yeah it was it was very good um and so like Tim is like pulls up Lucy's by the van um and she's like already looking at him like what are you wearing and she's like this is how people look like you know this is how a hitman's supposed to look and so she's like nope like come on you're getting in the van you're gonna change this out um she insists that he changes his jacket because the third rule of undercover work is to know your audience and this woman gets her idea about crime from Lifetime movies and I tweeted about this on our account like I felt so seen because the amount of <laughs> Lifetime movies that I have watched is like insurmountable <laughs> it was just it was so funny I was like okay it's fine when they had brought up the like they're they need a hitman and stuff I was like I'm calling it right now it's gonna be Tim like it's gonna be yeah so, yeah I mean it made sense but I was just like I didn't really put it together as soon as they said that mm-hmm. I was like oh okay and then as soon as they like finally kind of moved the scene along I was like oh duh okay yeah Tim's gonna be the one that's like out doing the undercover yeah job um 
so um tim's just like fine hands over his jacket puts the one that lucy had for him on and she's like thank you that was cute like it reminded me of the 401 scene where um she was like come on get up and he's just like okay and gets up off his own couch in his own house (laughs) because she told him to so good work husband award um the line of like I look like an idiot I'd pull me over in a heartbeat that made me laugh so much oh definitely and but like Lucy's so sassy though she's like yeah because you look the part as in like yeah I'm right like you should listen Mm -hmm. which is so true um she was like so serious about all of this too she you know like had her hair up in a high ponytail which Mm -hmm. I loved it and she's so just good. like okay she'll be here in like 15 minutes like you're mm-hmm. mic'd up you're good to go I yeah. just loved it I love Lucy in charge mm-hmm. like I never thought that I would need that until I saw it yep and I'm here for it very good but like also now that I'm thinking about it, though why wouldn't it have made sense if they had mic'd up or wow mic'd Tim up first before he changed out the jacket no I don't know. Does it really matter? I guess it really doesn't matter. I um, thought that they did mic him up. I thought that they they mic'd him up after. Well, yeah. I mean, like, why didn't they do it before he, like, changed out his jacket? Oh. Because I just thought it was, like, a little awkward just to, like, have, like, his shirt, like, up, but then, like, the jacket was on. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I Probably because, like, putting his arms in or something. Or maybe if they weren't in the van, it would have made more sense. I don't know yeah maybe um but anyhow okay so i don't know but he's a hot hit man like i'm just (laughs) saying he is yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, yep um i'm glad that i was technically right when i said that whenever chenford has a bet there ends up being shirtless tim uh uh-huh technically they're shirtless tim except not last bet i know but like they're first like they're first like their first first bet in like season two yeah so i was happy to see it um and just like so he's just like all right let's get this over with um he doesn't like lift the shirt up quite all the way but like lucy still manages to put the tape too high in his opinion um and when he tells her this she rips off the tape and places it again and cue his like high-pitched ow I thought, okay, on the first watch, I thought that he had said, like, eyes up here because she wasn't looking at his eyes. She was, like, trying to avoid all eye contact. So maybe, but then I was like, well, maybe she's, like, looking at his abs and then, you know, that's what makes him say, like, eyes up here. But then he was, he had said, like, that's a little too high. So Mm -hmm. his high-pitched owl was hilarious, so. It was absolutely hilarious. I thought it was going to be like an actual, like, it's just like normal. Like, like a yell. Normal, yeah, but like a yell. Yeah. I Oh my God. I don't know how Eric did that. And they did not just like both just start like laughing because I laughed like yeah. so much. Like, also, I want to know how many takes it took for him to do that. <laughs> because yeah. I know after so long, it just got annoying. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Or just like, yeah, I was just not expecting it to be like a high pitch, like yeah like i know at first like because the rookie account had dropped that but like uh in the meme and i know at first i was like um i want the video sneak peek of this but i'm so glad that we didn't get it 
Yeah. Because it was so good watching it live. Yeah, it was so And funny. like like you had said, like you thought it was gonna be like an actual like scream owl. Yeah, like I thought, I thought he was gonna too. like kinda yell. Like Yeah. I thought that too, like from the meme, because it looked yeah. like he was like really yelling at her. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, I thought no, it was gonna it be like good. an owl, like ow, what the hell? Or like yeah. something like that. But nope. <laughs> it was good. It was really good. <laughs> yeah, because Lucy got in the last word and she was like, sorry. <laughs> but like she didn't really look that sorry, which I don't blame her. No. And she was so comfortable about micing him up. Like, she had done it before. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I see you. I no. mean, she has to be professional about it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was a good scene. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and just, like, Lucy, was, like you said, like, she was, like, comfortable with it. Like, she wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. very, like, wary of this, like, territory between she and him. Because she's worked undercover before, like obviously she you know like one-upped him with her knowledge of undercover work um but like I think you had also said it earlier that she didn't really like look him in the eye no and like didn't really look at him like anywhere really like her her gaze was kind of all over the place um, I mean I'm sure that she caught a glimpse of like his abs because hello how could she not but like <laughs> she she probably did and then she was like I cannot keep looking there or you know he's gonna catch on yeah but like I noticed like Tim's gaze was like fixed on her completely like as he lifted mm-hmm. up his shirt as he like you know went to, like to maneuver the jacket again like to like roll the sleeves up or like pop the collar or whatever he was doing later like so he's obviously fine with this arrangement that they've gotten themselves into <laughs> like I don't know like well this- and he just like so casually like lifted up his shirt too I mean obviously because he had to get mic'd up but mm-hmm. yeah I don't know. They were just very comfortable with each other in that. Like, minus Lucy not giving him eye contact. But, like, I can see yeah. why she wouldn't. I mean, mm-hmm. when someone that attractive is in front of you, like, <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> I swear I'm a normal person. No, I was very, I was just like, okay. Like, I don't blame Lucy for not being <laughs> Same. like. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, this has been our, uh, Thirsting over Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had one about Wesley, kind mm-hmm. of, and now we're having this one. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just like, well, we were just blessed with shirtless Tim. I'm so happy. Um, no, but just like, okay, so then, like I kind of thought like that was gonna be I don't know why I thought that that was gonna be the last like scene, because obviously I knew we were gonna see like Tim actually like playing this like hitman part or whatever uh-huh. but for whatever reason I kind of thought like the um like I didn't expect like the flirtiness to like come across like so strong yeah in this next part um because like he's like driving to meet the woman um and she like she doesn't exactly say like exactly what she wants done so like obviously she needs Tim needs to get like more out of her to like be able to make an arrest and stuff um so he's trying to keep it like legit this woman like keeps flirting with him though asked him if she asks him if he's seeing anyone um and then lucy in the meantime is like in his ear um and she's like she's so hitting on you um and tim just tells the woman like not at the moment he's not seeing anyone um he asks her to be clear about what she wants because the fee varies depending on the method that he would use um and then the woman was like well what 
what she wanted changed the moment Tim got in the car. Yeah. Like, I, oh my gosh, she was just coming on, like, so strong. Um, and Tim just, like, was letting her do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, okay. Probably because, like, as people get more comfortable, like, usually their guard slips down yeah. a little bit. So I'm assuming he's just kind of playing into that. Well, and he needed her to, like, you know get the point across like lucy mm-hmm. was in his ear like that's not enough we need more so yeah mm-hmm. yep so the woman's like has her hand on his thigh like everything like everything's happening all this stuff um and, and he lucy puts was- his hand over hers so i was like mm-hmm. oh okay yep okay. yep and then lucy oh my god this is like i don't know why this cracked me up because she was like if she gives you money for sex i'm gonna win this bet like she just did not care that she just said that like just right then she was like yeah I would just like to remind you that if this happens I'm going to win this bet like ha 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 um and but Tim just like killed me too because he was like I'm down to do whatever whatever you want and Lucy Lucy I don't know how Eric and Melissa like deliver these lines and not just like cracked up um because she was like yeah you are like oh my gosh it just it was funny because like the entire time that Tim's being flirted with, he's got like, you know, Lucy's in his ear. So it's just like the woman that's in front of him and then the woman that he actually should be paying attention to. Yeah. Um, I don't know because, well, I want to know how many takes it took them to film this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. because I just know that as every take went on, it just got funnier and funnier. I'm sure I I mean yeah just I mean and I liked how Lucy was kind of the one to like have more fun with it too as time went on because she was the one that seemed a little bit like you know not able to look at Tim but then kind of as soon as like their dialogue got going she kind of seemed more comfortable with everything and was like maybe it's just because she um like since she was just speaking like to like to him but not in front of him you know like he wasn't right there next to her or anything or like facing her um Mm -hmm. that she probably felt a little more like comfortable um yeah but I would not mind if we got more of the like Tenford undercover but like one of them's like in this scenario or something the other one's like talking yeah in their ear that would be fun I would like to see it flipped too Mm-hmm. like Lucy is with someone and he's kind of like hitting on her and Tim's like oh my god here we go because mm-hmm. we kind of got that in Chicago PD and like mm-hmm. season six mm-hmm. um when there was like all the Uzzak stuff going on so I don't know it would be cool to, it would be funny to see that happen with the rookie mm-hmm. but have it be like Lucy's undercover and Tim's like in her ear and maybe even Nyla's like in the van too or something like I don't know <laughs> I'm just projecting yeah. what I see in other cop shows and I like really want it to happen in the rookie. Yeah. So yeah. Also there's your Chicago PD reference for the night. So I will see go. myself out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I also I'm still I still want the like glamour, like Lucy in like a like long dress or something, Tim yes. in a tux, like glamorous, like undercover like scenario of some kind yeah yeah there are just so many things like so many things that we could have yeah 
and yes you know I'm just I'm thinking about it too much like because they're I don't know because I kind of want like I want what it does I want like a like not that they're not badass already because they are but just like a I don't know I want an undercover scenario where they have to pretend to be boyfriend girlfriend oh well obviously I feel like a lot of people say that but like I don't know it would just it would be funny because they're not like I don't know I feel like they've gotten close to that Mm -hmm. and they're like in the years or in the year year that they've worked together but like Mm -hmm. they're not totally there yet so I don't know it would be funny yeah that would be funny um or just like a kind of like Tim's like a hitman but like also like Lucy's involved in like the darker Mm -hmm. like crime world too like I don't know something like that um oh my god or Tim is Lucy's bodyguard in one (laughs) oh my god yeah I feel like I don't know I don't know what she would be but like yeah she could like be a celebrity or something I mean okay let me wow obviously (laughs) they're like actually celebrities Jeez, you guys know what I mean, though. But like, like, but yeah, like, and I don't know, and like someone of a higher power, not, maybe not a celebrity, because like you would have to have like a lot of background and stuff on that. But like, you know, just someone of like a higher power that like she would need a security person with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, and then you would get like Lucy being like able to be like bossy uh-huh to Tim too which would be interesting yeah so here's been our Chenford undercover fanfic scenario so if mm-hmm. someone wants to write those fanfics by all <laughs> means go for it yeah. and then send them to us because we would love to read them so yeah we have like nothing to do until December 5th so we should just read a lot of fanfics that's yeah. true it's three yeah three weeks yeah hiatus yeah. I guess I shouldn't say that I have nothing to do because I'll probably be busy, but like, you know, <laughs> I can still read some fanfics. In the meantime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the end scene for them is like actually like it was like one of the more like normal kind of in a way, just by the fact that they're both walking to visit John in the hospital, like they're walking just like side by side. Lucy has a giant gift basket that's like overwhelming. She's like so tiny, and this gift basket is like takes up like half the freaking frame. And I just thought about this. Why didn't Tim offer to carry it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> unless like maybe he did, and she was like, no, 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 it's fine. I got it. That's true. Because, like, obviously he went with her to the gift shop because he was like, why do you have to buy out, like, the whole entire gift shop? And he's like, well, you've been in the hospital before. Of course, you want to know what, though? Tim brought Lucy the veggie burger and fries extra pickles thing. Yeah. And she is in the hospital. Tim's been in the hospital, yeah, but that was, like, season one, episode one. So, like, she didn't, there was no scene of her, like, visiting him. he was just in the hospital for like a scene right like wasn't it like outpatient or he was discharged right away i mean i know he was shot but still it's not like did we see him laying in the bed and everything no we just saw him getting like discharged but i just mean like 
if we would have seen like a scene like that i don't know oh. if lucy would have been like automatically like went to visit him though because they just like it just would have been starting out like as i could also Ooh, see whatever. her doing that though like to suck up to him because of her <laughs> per se and he was her to yeah 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 but anyway because like i was just kind of wondering i was like okay well like i mean okay lucy got him that gag gift of like the flower or whatever powder you know bomb thing that exploded that was her like gift um i don't know but anyway um i suppose that like mirrored though because like nolan was the one that got her the giant teddy bear in 211 so i guess that's like kind of her like i mean she just cares regardless yeah i was just kind of just in my own head about it and like you know my chenford feelings and was like well wait lucy you haven't gotten tim a gift like when he was in the hospital or whatever yeah Um, because she had mentioned like well you were in the hospital you know how boring it can be um so and tim's like walking along beside her as jennifer said not carrying the basket i don't know (laughs) i i just thought about that i was like why wasn't he carrying it yeah like okay yeah um and she was like what are you gonna get anything and he's like i'll just put my name on yours and she's like unbelievable that is some boyfriend girlfriend shit right there right there yep and like people on twitter were like okay so then put the name on it's gonna be lucy bradford right and i'm like oh my god i wish but i just said that like it would be if they did like write out like a card or anything it would just put it like from like and then lucy would have just like put her name i don't really think she'd be the one to like sign her full name or something mm-hmm. but then if tim would then it would have been lucy and tim bradford which would have been close enough yeah i i see it <laughs> just being like lucy and tim mm-hmm. but yeah yeah um but shockingly enough it's tim who makes the plea to lucy to call off the bet because as he says like police work shouldn't be a game uh and lucy thinks that he's just scared that she's gonna win but he insists like that's not why um he like he just thinks that they're like that they should really just like focus on what's important um and like so she ends up agreeing um so they call it square on the bet no one's winning um and I just thought it was interesting that she asked him when did like when did you become the noble one um because like Tim was fiercely competitive in that season one episode with I think it was called the, the roundup um yeah and like now Lucy's kind of taken on some of that like spirit well he's competitive with everything like even um uh not playing close save but the um where they had to this might be the roundup where they had to like check off the list oh that was that was literally the checklist the um yeah. that was later on in season one but yeah and i feel mm-hmm. like there's been another episode to where he was like no you're getting everything like he is competitive yeah he is um i feel like it's just another kind of case you know how like everyone's like well like being around lucy has made him like you know a softer like Mm-hmm. human being like i feel like being around him has made her kind of a little more like feisty yeah a little bit for sure um 
So, but, okay, so they're square on the bat, right? Everything's good. But the gift basket is solely from Lucy then. And then insert Tim's eye roll. And then that's like their end scene. She's so sassy with what, when she, how she said that to it. was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Show them who's boss. Yep. Someone needs to tell them that they're already so married. Yeah. Please. And that's all I can say on that. <laughs> please. That is like boyfriend, girl stuff, girlfriend stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So then we just have a little bit on Bailey and John, not too much because it was kind of roped into the arson case as well. Um, but, you know, no one wants to help Bailey get settled at his place after she gets out of the hospital. And she's like, no, I'm good with staying at my apartment. And John's like, no, it's no problem at all. Um, so they get to John's place the next morning and he's like, you're really good on with your crutches. And she's like, when you're a gymnast all through high school and college, um, and you break sprain, dislocate anything, like you become real good at these. Um, and so, yeah. So then he's like, do you want to go to bed right away? And she was like, uh, no, first I want to go have a big cry and eat some carbs and sit on the couch. And like, same me after a long week. Yeah. And so John's a good boyfriend and he doesn't put up an argument. He's just like, okay, I'll go get the tissues and ice cream. As you should, as you should. So then John like comes into the kitchen the next morning to find Bailey on the phone with some of Fred's like old coworkers and colleagues. And she's made breakfast and it's a lot of pancakes with all of the toppings too. Like we see. Oh, was it just pancakes? Yeah. It looked like that on my second rewatch. But I was also watching it on my phone, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, I just have one question: like, where was our invite? Because those looked like some bomb ass pan- pancakes, and yeah. like I would like to have some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Lucy, and then it seems like they did not eat them, and I was like, please tell me that those did not all go to waste <laughs> on set. But yeah, so then Lucy calls to check in on Bailey and John mentions the pancakes and Lucy's like, yeah, classic type A personalities. Like first stage of grief is cooking, cleaning is the next one, and then it's organization. And John's just like, well, she's staying with me. And Lucy's like, yeah, she'll be changing after drapes. Just don't argue about it. Um, So then Bailey gets John's attention and because she's talking to one of his old colleagues and we find out that Fred was at Lake Mead in Nevada with his friend David uh, last 4th of July. And he was with Fred the entire time. It was supposed to be like a week-long camping trip. Um, but Fred got a nasty stomach bug, so he had to be taken to the hospital. So they spent that entire week in the hospital. Um, so like Fred's, like Fred was in Nevada. Like it, that's his alibi. And it checks out. So they go over the facts again. Um, you know, Fred was in Nevada, July 8th, and it lined up with the unsolved arson uh, homicide. Um, but he was in the hospital. So it's clear that Fred was set up. Um, which, okay, going back to it, we know that Marcus has been doing this for 10 years and mm-hmm. he travels to hunt. So like, did he just get lucky with the whole like Fred being in Nevada and setting him up? or like did he plan he had to have just gotten lucky with it yeah i don't know because like in each different city right did he pick a different fall guy or is this like all but then you also have to like make sure that it lines up with other murders right or like homicide so 
he had to have just gotten lucky or like maybe he is from LA and like he was just traveling I don't know yeah I don't, it I don't seemed know just like a weird case mm-hmm. um but John was gonna call Angela and have her reopen the case but Bailey's like no you need to go into the district so Bailey's just like remember I run towards fire you run towards bullets and when he gets up to leave she adds but not literally like don't literally run towards bullets oh the foreshadowing like okay oh i didn't even oh oh jeez i was like oh okay yikes um so then bailey like at the end of the episode bailey comes into john's hotel room and like she hugs him and he's in pain but like he can take it until he can't because i mean (laughs) he wouldn't turn away her hug um and so he's like aren't you supposed to be in bed and she's like yeah scoot over so they like share a hospital bed and yeah they are just like one cute banged up couple like (laughs) they really were they were quite the pair like they were going through it yeah and they probably will next episode I don't know because I don't know how far the time jump is from this episode to the next oh that's true so because John has to be up and running around if he's going out with Angela on the field you know and we know that he is yeah yeah he's fine because we did see him in the promo yeah I would assume I don't know because we didn't see Bailey in the promo so I don't know if Jenna is in that episode but we know she's in a Christmas episode because there was a behind the scenes photo of them well them like eating out but there was Christmas (laughs) decor around there so maybe we'll get two like two holiday in the themed episodes i don't know the rookie does time jumps but i don't i mean this one has to be a time jump of some kind yeah of course i don't like i don't know where they originally like started before they jumped in time so like i don't know what season it is anymore (laughs) like i mean i know they just had halloween Uh, so obviously it's fall but like i don't know where they started from before that you know what i mean so like like if they started like middle of october or whatever yeah Yeah. like i don't know yeah their their timing is weird because like the rookie year is like a year like the rookie period is a year but like that spanned across like three seasons or two and a half seasons so is it like every other week is a new case for them that we're seeing like i don't know it's it's weird yeah i don't know yeah so then at the very end of the episode and I was saying this before we started recording. This was like a little Hallmark movie moment for me. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cheesy, but kind of cute. Um, Bailey like looks up at John and she's like, you got him. And he's just like, told you I would. And then she's like, oh, I don't know what's worse. Like I told, and I told you so or empty promise. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just like, it was cheesy. It was kind of cute. Like he smiled. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was, and then they were both in the hospital bed. Like banged up like i don't know it was just it was cute yeah just hugging it out yeah i where do you stand on bailey do you oh, like you're her just asking like her? um yeah. i like her i've been seeing so many people on twitter though that are still like suspicious of her uh-huh. and like i got past that i think last episode just because of how much she like was helping their case and like so determined to like you know like 
figure things out like you know she's like Mm. she really wants to make this relationship with john work she wants to you know like figure out all these cases like be as helpful as she can so my like uh like sus radar is like down for her like i don't really see her as anyone that's like a threat yeah although that'd be quite the twist if you want to like make bailey into like a bad character as time goes on or something i'm kind of the same way like i feel like in the beginning i said i don't i kind of get like off vibes from her but i don't really get that now no i like i like them i'm i don't well no she might be my favorite girlfriend for john now yeah but only because i now know she's staying longer whereas before like yeah. ali larder's character dr grace uh like we didn't know if they were staying. yeah and like she was like intermittent in the second season too mm-hmm. so it's like and bailey has been in what this is i think i well in so, that deadline article when it was announced she was like coming on full-time or whatever or recurring they yeah. said that she had been in like four out of the six mm-hmm. at the time so yeah 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 so that's like it for the episode recap we did have some listener thoughts that we can go over um mm-hmm. Do you want to go over pages first? Sure. Um, so Paige had said the negativity in the fans needs to come down some. It's called slow burn for a reason. I'm assuming she's referring to Chenford. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I had seen some of that this morning and was like, okay. Like, okay. yeah, people are, I mean, I don't know. I get it. Like, we're not totally happy about Chenford, but like, I think a lot of it's because we got so much of it in the first few episodes that we kind of got spoiled and thinking like oh well we'll get this every episode mm-hmm. um yeah. but then i also think that it kind of changed their dynamic like when lucy became his gopher mm-hmm. like it wasn't so much the set like they still do have sexual tension but it's not as much as it was before it no. feels very much like they're rookie and to again yeah and it's like normal yeah it's a little more normal it's not as yeah it's not as like sensationalized which I feel like maybe people kind of want that like will they won't they push and pull Mm -hmm. kind of thing but like hello tension in the van that was that was a decent scene like I I think we can hold on to that for a little bit I mean I like seeing Chenford work together I don't know if I need every episode but like here and there it was good mm-hmm. um but yeah I don't know I was thinking about that like this morning I was like I feel like their dynamic kind of changed when he had her become his gopher mm-hmm. like because it just seems like they're like rookie and T.O. now again mm-hmm. or just like partners which they are and they always will be like whether they are riding in the shop together or not but mm-hmm. it's different when they're riding in the car in the car every day like all day together so yeah Yeah. but yeah there was some negativity about like people saying that you know chenford's just lost their spark and stuff and i don't know Um, i don't really see it i disagree i think it's like it's new it's new like it's different and i feel like maybe we've just the fandom's gotten like accustomed to how they're having to like navigate something new yeah but like I said, I think it's because we got so much of that in the first few episodes that yeah. like, I mean, even the little crumbs here and there that we just became like accustomed to it and thought, 
oh yeah we'll get this in every episode and yeah that's not totally realistic yeah and there's like nothing wrong with like being passionate about it because obviously like fandom appreciations what like Like, that's what it's here for yeah yeah um but still yeah just like remember guys we got you know gotta be a little patient still you know there's still way more to come for them Mm -hmm. well Um, i'm like if we had it all in one episode like it wouldn't be as satisfying then like it would be but like i don't know i like waiting for it and seeing like everything happen like in bits and pieces and then getting it all and it's satisfying yeah um Paige also said oh she wants to talk about Balin um oh so do we still think she's evil um Paige doesn't she's getting serious vibes from them like good vibes I'm assuming um so no I don't we don't think that she's uh that Bailey is like a bad character like you said I think it makes it easier knowing that she's sticking around yeah like to like her but then again like I didn't watch seasons one through one and two like live so I don't know you know if there was news or anything coming out but like judging on the articles and stuff like the lack of articles it doesn't seem like the rookie was like on a lot of people's radars then Mm -hmm. like now I noticed last night there was like Matt I think from like TV Insider or something live tweeting and like Damian Holbrook like we have like media um professionals like live tweeting the show too yeah well and they were ranked number one in their like demographic Mm -hmm. um for not this week's but last week's i believe program um like abc so that's really cool and just like they've like their the actors you know like engagement has like grown and like the, Mm -hmm. the show's engagement too so yeah um Chenford Catnip. I did not see this being said. Did someone say this and I missed it? Um, yeah, a writer from the show had said it, oh, and I fun. didn't catch it either until I'd seen it like later last night. Oh, yeah. Fun. <laughs> I- I'm gonna call it that now. Chenford Catnip. That's fun. Um. Oh, and then Paige is like, "Can we have a full scene of Tate being ripped off Jim's <laughs> chest by Lucy?" <laughs> Oh yeah. my god, that's so funny because our friend Nikki was like, that <laughs> man would not survive a wax. And I'm I was, like, I was hoping you would, would bring not. that up. I was hoping you would bring that up. He would not. Oh my god. It is like, oh my god. Yeah, he, no, would, he wouldn't. Like, if Lucy had taken him somewhere or like someone had done the waxing on him and she was holding his hand, he would totally break it. Like, he would break <laughs> her hand. <laughs> and she would, I'm yeah. thinking of the friend scene where like Ross, like, break like injures monica's hand when he goes to get a shot oh and, really yeah and she's just like she like falls to the ground because she's oh, like ow Lord. you're hurting me that oh, would be tim God. and lucy for sure he's so funny and i just yeah i don't know i don't yeah that would be no funny um Oh, and then she's like also wesley um holy cow to acting the finally telling lopez what's up She's here for this. Um, she hopes Gray gets involved and she hopes everyone like gives Wesley all the love and support he needs. Um, cause the poor boy is crying. Like, yeah, he was near tears, the poor guy. My gosh. Yeah. And just like, yeah, that end scene. Um, well, he had really been like beaten up. So I mean he could have had like a bruised rib or something. Like hmm. I mean, yeah. I would have been like on the verge of crying too. 
Yeah, and just like Sean's like performance in like the um, I'm just gonna call it the baseball bat scene because I don't know what else to call it. Um, that's an accurate description yeah. for it. But like, it was so good because like you could like the like frustrated like pain, like the like cries of pain or whatever, like came after. But it was also like mixed in with this frustration of like this is the situation he's in and like he doesn't really know how to get out of it. Yeah. without like talking to someone obviously so yeah we hope um everyone gives Wesley all the love and support and like the help to like get out of the situation hopefully unscathed although that may or may not happen I don't know he has a son to watch grow up like we <laughs> will not hurt him yeah please yeah I will pay whatever I have to to not <laughs> let him get hurt yeah yeah right there with you um yeah so janine had said thank heavens wesley finally went to angela can't wait for the aftermath i mean i can't either but like i also kind of can like <laughs> i don't necessarily want to see it yet yeah. um and she said bradford calling off the bat hmm wonder if it was wonder if he was afraid lucy was gonna win and was scared of being around her and her suggesting something out of his comfort zone he wouldn't be able to hide his feelings yeah i mean i don't know i guess i didn't really think much of it like him calling off the bat i mean i thought it was definitely i was surprised by it because it was a little bit like not necessarily out of character because like i said earlier they kind of both have like impacted each other and how they act now mm-hmm. um but just like maybe because like even he was like well if that's what you need to hear then sure like I'll say that like if that's you know what would yeah. make Lucy kind of agree I don't know though because if she did like win technically then yeah it would have been gone back to the she could have picked something outside of his comfort zone and I know people on Twitter were kind of running with the like fanfic-esque like idea of you know like what if it's like a date but not a date type thing um which yeah he definitely wouldn't be able to really hide his feelings there if it's just like them outside of work completely so i don't know yeah so um then janine also said john is one tough mf he is i mean to like hobble around a warehouse Mm -hmm. hurt and like with pepper spraying his eyes yeah i mean he deserves some kind of an award for that um and she said bailey and him are so cute together i love them yeah they are cute together Mm -hmm. um and then she also said she loved angela and harper being there when john woke up that was adorable it was nice because like john was there for when nyla was in the hospital Mm -hmm. well and so was angela like they all worked together Mm-hmm. when like I don't know why I thought this maybe because like they showed the camera really really quick I thought that when Angela was sitting there I thought that was Bailey for like a second same because their same. hair was down and like they both had obviously the same color hair I thought similar that skin tone was not paying attention then she got up and I was like oh wait that is Alyssa Diaz that is not Jenna Dewan <laughs> I thought that too oh. yeah it was it was cute I love seeing the found family Mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah yeah that was fun I also just now realized that like Chenford was like going in and like they were like the 
usual duo that would like go into the hospital like oh yeah because it would have been like nyla and john would like be the like traditional you know like to rookie kind of thing mm-hmm. um and then obviously like angela's the detective now so she doesn't really have a rookie but yeah or like a partner aaron really in, yeah and aaron wasn't in this episode kind of missed aaron yeah he's in next week so that is true because Matt from is... filming at least i know yeah. he is so well because like if john's with angela then i would have to be with someone else of chenford's together so yeah it would have to be Aaron I would think anyway <laughs> goodness <laughs> um Ricardo said they should bring back Nell yeah we mentioned that earlier we also think that they should bring back like even if it's Nell. for one scene mm-hmm. I'd be cool with that yeah oh also she wants to hear why we think Tim called off their bet oh we kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier I yeah mean, i could probably go on a whole tumblr rant as i sometimes do with like why there are probably various reasons why but just like i really just think it's like he kind of saw that like she was turning into him a little bit with like being uh-huh. competitive and like he knows her so well and well enough to be like that's not really how she usually acts with things so it's yeah. just like let me like you know pump the brakes on this and like see yeah if I can get it called off I don't like I said I don't know I didn't really like think too much about it I mean when he was like that's not really how policing should be done I was like okay so he's getting his priorities back in line um I mean I guess like he's taken away the playful aspect of their like friendship by taking away the bet but also like yeah I mean you can't be like horsing around on the job but like mm-hmm. also if they're doing their job I mean they're getting they're you know getting the penal codes but then again if they're wasting time looking for that then I can see why plus Tim's a sergeant like he has to like you know be like I don't know on top of his game so mm-hmm. yeah I don't know I guess People were alluding it to be in Chenford feelings, and I don't know. I guess I just thought of it more as like, oh, Tim just wants to like make sure that he's doing the job right. Yeah, but, like he's doing the job right, and then that Lucy's still kind of in check too. Like, yeah, not so much like romantic feelings, but just like they know how the other like works. Yeah, in the job, so I feel like that was maybe more it. I don't know um the chenford highlights yep lucy checked out tim in the van yep yeah (laughs) she did she like looked as he got out and then like looked at like looked back for a second and then looked back out of the van again as he got out and i was like okay lucy you are not subtle i know i know that is okay lucy's high pony was amazing but like lucy's hair was just flawless like the waves Mm -hmm. And the high pony and like the wispies out. Loved mm-hmm. it. Loved so it. Good. So good. Moment of appreciation for I should have tweeted that. I hope you tweeted that about Lucy's ponytail because I did not because I was too busy I fangirling over Angela's um like her sleek hairdos and like the half yeah. up um style was gorgeous and just like the outfit. They're just killing all the, all these people like just dressing to the nines. 
mm-hmm. cast my gosh and I like how like their wardrobe is a little bit more like fancy mm-hmm. like Angela's always is she's always got a blazer on like other cop shows and I think it has to do with like where they're based Mm -hmm. like because LA is going to be a little bit more fancy like SVU they're all wearing blazers and suits like minus Finn maybe and the new guy like the guys don't really wear suits but like the girls will wear blazers and blouses Mm -hmm. and like heel boots like that's Mm -hmm. New York though yeah and i mean they're detectives and then in chicago you've got plaid mm-hmm. and henley's and and jeans, jeans. and like, and like big puffer jackets like yeah well obviously right now because it's getting cold but yeah. um yeah so i think it just depends on like where they're at mm-hmm. but yeah it's interesting to see the wardrobe and like how mm-hmm. like i don't know lucy's outfit in the van like she could have just been in like jeans and like a graphic tee yeah but like no she was wearing a full like white jumpsuit loved it mm-hmm. and angela's been wearing a lot of graphic tees so mm-hmm. but i mean like you're gonna hate me because it took me forever to even tweet about wesley in a suit last night i did i think i beat you to the punch on that one i almost was like this is for jennifer i should have put that um you did. i felt very you i, I don't know that. why I think I was just like so well I was like lagging behind with my live tweets mm. so that could have been it but yeah yeah so it was like fake fan hair clearly <laughs> yeah um yeah so Lucy definitely checked him out um Lucy, or Tim called Lucy by her first name in the hospital yeah I feel like he does that more when he's like trying to get a point across to her yeah for now. sure at least in season three anyway he's done that yeah so she wants to see more nyla and angela screen time yeah definitely i would love more of that duo i feel like every episode of the podcast that we do we just like like talk about what we want more of like and it's we have no pull over it we just oh no we have nothing no nothing whatsoever my but you know there has been times where like i'm like okay are they like reading our stuff because yesterday i think you had sent me a video and it was like more of this place and it was a mm-hmm. lucy and angela like fan cam mm-hmm. and then we got like nylon angela partnered up last night and for a minute mm-hmm. i was like wait didn't carrie just send me a fan cam on Nyla and Angela and I went yeah. back and looked and I was like no it was Lucy and Angela mm-hmm. but we are getting more girl power yeah well so. and then like the tweets that matched up like similarly yeah. from last week that was so like, funny literally on the same days and that like so funny like if you always like see our drafts part yeah yeah it's crazy um how that I'm like are happening. they watching us <laughs> are and they if so watching? where's our follow yeah seriously I, they don't you know the 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 rookie account like doesn't follow like anyone else besides that's me the outlets and mm-hmm. the cast yeah which is under- i mean that's fair understandable but like i mean are we kind of a media <laughs> outlet like i don't know i don't know unofficial I mean, wh- what do we have to do to get a follow from the rookie yeah. like what what do we have to do yeah let me know and i will do it <laughs> Do I not have to trash and like you know fangirl over Wesley and Tim? 
because if so, <laughs> that might be hard to. I don't know if I can promise that, but we'll see. We'll try. Yeah. Um, she was happy. Sorry, Ricardo. We're like going off on tangents this whole entire time in the middle of your thing. Um, she was happy that Wes that Wesley finally opened up to Angela. Yeah. I hope it continues. Like I hope it's not just a they're gonna mention it then and then it's gonna be like three episodes later yeah. or like four or something like that's too long for me i just wonder what her reaction is gonna be like yeah because we didn't really see i mean we saw her face like her facial expression change well and is he gonna tie it into lafayette stuff Oof. and then is she gonna be Oof. like don't blame me for getting you into this or whatever like Oof. i don't know i wonder You're if like right in the gonna... fanfic right now aren't you oh jeez I, I can guess see so. it, though. I don't like, know. I just wonder, like, how he's going to explain it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Plus, I hope that she's, like, understanding of it, kind of. Mm-hmm. And, like, is willing to help him. And isn't just, like, well, you're on your own. Yeah. Yeah. So, Valerie had said the, the storyline with Wesley is about to get heavy. I agree. Like, uh, it's not going to just go away easily, I don't think. Um, She thought that the Chenford stuff was great. And she said she doesn't mind the bet getting canceled, but she wants to know the punishment that Lucy was going to choose for Tim. Same. Yeah. Yeah. She said that she's really liked this season so far, too. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I liked it, too. I don't know. I mean... This season, I was thinking about it last night. This season has gotten a lot more intense. Like, it's not... So, you know, season one, like, had its comedic feel, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like it was a cop show that wasn't as intense as others. Mm-hmm. Last night's episode, like... And the rookies had, like, other episodes in the past seasons where it did feel, like, intense. But last night's definitely felt like I wasn't watching, like, a comedic, like, cop drama in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, even like one of the journalists that like was live tweeting it was um was saying like the rookie has turned into like a full like action movie. I mean, mm-hmm. it definitely has. Like last night, I was watching and I was like, I looked down at the clock and I said, "How do we only have twenty minutes left?" Like it didn't seem like it was taking forever to like pass like go by. Mm-hmm. But and then, like, like, we also had 15 minutes of that Nolan storyline, so, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but then, like, at the very beginning, it was only, like, 10 minutes, and I turned to my sister, she just happened to be out there as I was starting it, and I was like, I've sent, like, 15 tweets in, like, <laughs> 10 minutes, like, this is nuts, because so many things kept happening. Yeah. All these different characters, or, like, they had different scenes, and it just, like, so they really, like, the pacing is good, like, the... Mm-hmm the inclusion is fantastic like yeah they are just like kicking it up a notch for this um do you like the episodes better when they have like multiple storylines going on like the last episode did or do you like it when it's like one to two big like storylines and then like maybe two little ones like because last episode it felt like it was just a bunch of like little storylines that's true um um it depends because like as long as it does the like storylines like service then like 
I guess I don't really I don't really care like what order they're in or if one is you know smaller than the other I guess I'm used to the traditional like um what is it like a and b uh or a b c uh plots and then like you know c is the side plot or you know b is the side story for one of them or something Mm -hmm. um I'm kind of used to that with all of my shows but then I've also seen shows where sometimes it feels like just like a run-on episode or like a run-on storyline yeah so like I I I enjoy focusing on that one yeah Mm -hmm. so like and while that's like fine like I know there's character centric episodes um I kind of like that they split things up yeah time to different uh characters and stuff yeah how about you I don't know I I like when there's like multiple different storylines going on but I wouldn't want that all of the time with the rookie. Like, because yeah. it does just get to where it's like, wait, what is going on? Especially because, yeah, like, true. their cases don't always, like, go for the entire episode. At least they did it in season one. Like, yeah. whereas in season three now, I feel like, like, their cases aren't just going on for the entire episode. They're going on for multiple episodes. Like, this, this episode was definitely... It felt like it should have been, like, a part two to the mm-hmm. last week's. Yeah. Like, it felt like they should have just named it, like, part two. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I like the multiple storylines, like, more than, like, the three, maybe. But I also mm-hmm. wouldn't want that every week. Yeah. I like how they change it up. They have a good mix of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. All right, so um, Shalev said Wesley finally telling Angela like that was a good moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad. I still kind of want Gray to like be involved somehow, though. I don't know why I was so like dead set on Wesley just like going to Gray. Obviously, he would tell Angela she's his wife for crying out loud. Like, I don't know why that like went right over my head. Um, because like that makes the most sense yeah um for him to tell her um why tim called off the bet at the end and valen in general oh like so what do we think about it or just like okay which we've kind of already went over um yeah and i mean i'm still surprised by how much i like valen i'm also surprised Mm -hmm. by how long that that name has stuck around like (laughs) same you guys like oh my gosh like people the rookie fandom really commits yeah to to this commitment and just like yeah we haven't seen brolin in a while and like i need a i need it back miss them for sure manifesting that for next episode Mm -hmm. even though it's already been filmed (laughs) yeah or like mid-season finale have like yes or something that would be interesting oh my god okay so like imagine if they did a secret santa at the district and like instead of lucy getting tim like she would still get him a gift anyway oh for sure um like because hello why not she would get gifts for everyone even if they weren't her secret santa um mm-hmm. imagine john getting tim something and tim opens it and he's like confused and he's like what is this and then like john explains and he's like well that's stupid 
Dwayne just like throws it down or like leaves it somewhere. That would oh be the Berlin scene that I would like be here for. <laughs> yeah. I can just picture Tim tossing it into the trash and, and like, rolling his like, eyes. Yeah, and Josh just like, okay, sorry. <laughs> good like, talk. Yeah, good talk. Exactly. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <sighs> Or, like, and then John would just probably, like, go over to Lucy and be like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. And watch Lucy be like, well, here's what I've learned. Yep. Just, like, tell him all the secrets to how to get, like, yeah. on Tim's good side or something. Oh, my God. I would love that. that. I need that now. I do, too. Or just, like, who would get Smitty? Could you imagine? Nyla. I feel like. <laughs> Nyla or Aaron. Oh my god. And Aaron would yeah. be like, I don't know what to get him. And everyone like, you know, he goes to everyone for help and they're like, good luck with it because we don't even know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I know that we've talked about like fanfics, fanfic ideas, but like this one, can someone please write this holiday fanfic? Man oh man, I just might have to. If nobody else does, I might. <laughs> It's so funny. Well, no, because I'm thinking back to that. Um, I think it was the HomeCon video yeah. that the cast did, and like everyone was commenting about like Eric's wine or something, and then that led to like this secret Santa or gift exchange, like white elephant thing that they actually did, like amongst the cast or something. And everyone was saying like who got who and who gave who what gift and all that. And now I want to go watch that. Well, and, like, there was one cameo where Eric was, like, yeah, I got, like, a bunch of, like, prank gifts for Melissa's birthday, like, you know, and (laughs) one was a steering wheel cover, and so now it's just, like, being passed around to the set. Like, I just would like to know who gets who for Secret Santa, and who gets what for Secret Santa. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like Lucy would get, like, some kind of cute, like, coffee mug and, like, maybe, like, a hot chocolate gift set or something. And Nyla just, like, gets something and she thinks that it's stupid. And Angela <laughs> gets something, like, mom-related. Uh-huh. Like, best mom ever t-shirt or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Another tangent. Oh, goodness. Uh- <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, the last part of this uh, listener thought, though, is even though Bailey wasn't the serial killer, uh, Shalev somehow thinks she has bad intentions I'm very like intrigued by this now like I like I almost like want to like go back and watch like all of Bailey's scenes or something and see if there's anything that like makes me think oh she still could be yeah I mean I'm just interested to see like what other people see in it because I don't yeah I want to know, maybe we can like pose that question or something at some point, like what makes, like what is making people think Bailey is so malicious or has this like intent to be uh, malicious? I mean, is it like not to like typecast her or anything, but like does Jenna, has Jenna Dewan played like any other like characters Uh who are just inherently bad? Like maybe that's why? I mean, I like, her know. witch's character was not, um, like, wasn't, like, she had a few, uh, like, bad, uh, like, a few bad, like, missteps, but wasn't, yeah. like, um, 
inherently like you know like the the villain or anything because i've only ever watched her in the fab five cheerleader scandal lifetime movie oh that's hilarious i have to i love her in that movie oh my god i just Um, love that movie i like him more than like the bring it ons yeah um and I don't know because I've seen I've seen some of the like witches of East End show. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen all of it though. Um, and she's done a lot of like hosting things and other like lot like um, you know, like in front of the camera but not acting mm-hmm. kind of things. So and I so I can't really say I don't. I don't know if that's what's making people like think that. Bailey's yeah, gonna be bad I don't know I would um, be interested to hear like what makes everyone yeah. think that because I don't I feel like I kind, I kind of want to pose that question now we maybe should. we will at some point um yeah because I maybe it's just because maybe because like I don't know if anyone wants to know like how Nolan would react to it because he's so quick to see the good in everyone, you know? Uh-huh. So, like, that would really throw him for a loop, I feel Well, like. and that could be why people are thinking that. Because, like, he's the main character of the show. So, like, something mm-hmm. has to be wrong with this relationship, right? <laughs> like, his others haven't panned out. And, like, he yeah. does see the good in everyone. So, like, what is he not seeing in her? Mm-hmm. That, that I could see. would be a plot twist. Yeah. I could see them, like, also kind of turning her like dark all of a sudden mm-hmm. but I don't I don't know I still don't see it yeah but that could just be me so so Victoria had said that uh Nolan ha- Nolan became the superhero during this season four of the rookie and half of that episode is only with him yeah I mean like 15 minutes it, it went on a little bit too scene. long yeah and like but it also would have felt very weird if it was just like oh yeah no one had like shot him like no. yeah like they i felt like, to, like we fight it out a little bit mm-hmm. yeah definitely exactly um delaney had said don't know if it's too late but i would love to hear why you think tim oh why tim called off the bet Oh man, I didn't realize this was gonna be such a uh, like hot topic. People are concerned uh, about people. the Chenfords. Apparently, um, I mean, I don't blame them, but yeah, I mean, I guess okay. Like, so if you looked at Tim's, like, just as a character, like big picture. God, I'm getting so like analytical about this. What is wrong with me? This is why I shouldn't talk on this. This um, is why I wanted you to talk about Chenford, though. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Good. <laughs> hopefully I didn't disappoint everyone um (laughs) but like okay so if you look at it like big picture right so you have like season one Tim is like such a hard ass and like you know ass hat half the time um and then like season two you know he's obviously he's gotten you know he's opened up more like he has you know relationship with Rachel he's you know being you know nicer to Lucy all that stuff season three obviously got the whole um you know like he's just being like definitely like more softer with her and stuff Mm -hmm. and so I feel like if you look at it like I had said and I feel like I'm just like a broken record at this point but like 
he you know like they've impacted each other and like some of their characteristics or like personality traits have kind of like woven their way into the other's like life and like behavior and like yeah and so I feel like that's maybe why and I yeah no I had also mentioned it earlier about how Tim just I think knows how Lucy usually does the job and like she focuses on the people that she interacts with she focuses on the emotion she focuses on the heart of everything like I mean he literally gave her the compliment of like you know um oh my god what is wrong with me that season three you know the um you see the good in people so much so that he has to show her that the world's like a scary place so like she's the you know the um morally good out of the two yeah like she's like the sunshine um and I mean everyone always says like he's like the grumpy in that like trope but like yeah he's like the one that like I've seen somewhere else there's like sunshine and like sunshine protector like he's the sunshine protector like he knows like who she is as a person and so like I'm getting so animated if y'all could see like what I'm my hands are moving everywhere I'm ridiculous um anyway but like he he knows like who she is and like how she does things and so I feel like he just kind of saw oh shit like she's kind of getting a little carried away like let me if I call this off is you know is she gonna be like completely like pushed back against it and be like what the fuck is the matter with you but no she was like understanding yeah and still like was able to see it from his side so I feel like he just doesn't want her to get too carried away yeah that is my semi-short answer and valerie had like replied to delaney's tweet and said that the writer of the episode like said tim didn't want to play games at the moment like because no one was put into the hospital maybe nolan or maybe tim just like that kind of like made him remember that they're not playing games here like they have to be serious about their jobs um i don't know like i don't i have a thought and it it escaped my mind but like part of me is wondering if it's just because like like you had said like he didn't want lucy to kind of turn into him i mean because that's um like you know how people will say that like the more you're around someone like your friends or coworkers or whatever like you start to turn into them mm-hmm. that's definitely what has happened with chenford i think in some ways tim can see it mm-hmm. so yeah I don't know that's interesting yeah um this is kind of an interesting one to like end on then what do you think is going to happen uh when lucy meets uh her sister jenna bradford i don't know because it was not shown in the promo and we have no description (laughs) so i don't know i don't know um Nikki and I were like throwing ideas around like way back when in August before we even knew what the name of this character was. And I don't even know um, what you guys were talking about because I was like so behind in time. I know. Well, because we had like predicted the name, like I had predicted that the name might be like Jenny or whatever. So I had called that, which was fun. Um, but like we had kind of said like either Lucy's gonna like they're gonna be like bffs like end up being best friends somehow like me and just be so you know just get along right away Uh or possibly does lucy not know you know not know that tim even has any siblings 
and is like who is this girl talking to tim like what is going on or something um yeah. so, like you know mistakes it for something that's not because on screen we haven't like seen that she finds out that he is on these siblings so mm-hmm. although eric did say in that one cameo that someone had posted they were like blink twice if lucy like interacts with uh tim and jenny and he was like he literally being the wonderful uh person that he is was like blink blink yeah Um, and did it like as he was saying that he did it i was like oh my god the stork i love it (laughs) yeah he was i love it he just does the absolute most for all of us um so yeah so if lucy does interact i also I can't remember if this was Nikki and I'm I could see it being like this. a uh, like a Claire Ivy thing, you know, like how she, mm-hmm. how Lucy's like, I love her, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I could see it that too, or just like if Jenny sees like Tim and Lucy interact and then comes up to Tim or Lucy and is like, what's going on? Or like, mm-hmm. is there something going on? Because if not, there should be, or something like that. You know, like make some offhanded comment that probably wasn't supposed to like mean anything, but then really makes them think about it. Yeah. So there are a bunch of different things. I guess we'll I just no have to idea. see. Yeah, we have literally no idea. I wish we had like inside scoop like that. And we, we have, do not. <laughs> and we have three weeks to think about it. So nope. yeah. Um, yeah, so that is where we leave off. I mean, unless you had any other notes on the stuff, so, but I think we kind of covered it all. Nope, I'm done talking. <laughs> I'm sick of me, so I don't know. I hope, I hope the rest of you guys are not. <laughs> Honestly, I, yeah, I just don't even know anymore. Um, yeah, but you guys can find us on Twitter at the shop talk pod underscore or email us at shop talk the rookie podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts. You can find us individually on Twitter as well. I'm at jstark804. And I'm at Carrie Hyman. And we've got merch in our T public stores. They are um, having like like holiday sales around the clock pretty much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, $13 tees. Other things are like up to 35% off on the website. It'll be cool if you want rookie merch for the holidays. That'll be fun. Um, and next week we're back with a episode including our friends Jules and Lauren from the locker room and they're one Chicago podcast but they have started watching the rookie Lauren actually is caught up she watches it live Jules um is like binging it now so it'll be fun to kind of have someone who caught up and like is watching it live and someone who's like in season one or two still so yeah, yeah it'll we're be covering really cool. an older episode so it'll be fun yeah to, fun we're covering plain clothes day so yeah it's exciting yeah um and yeah jules uh has been live tweeting her watching her binge watching experience i don't know i haven't seen any like new tweets from her like in her either. thread but it's hilarious i mean just like always you know it's so funny to see people watch the show and then like get to the nolan and lucy stuff and they're like wait no i was just gonna say that yeah so funny so yeah so it'll be cool to like hear her thoughts and kind of you know talk to her about it so yeah we'll be back with that episode for um next week and then yeah gonna go into our little mini hiatus with that so Mm -hmm. we'll talk to you guys then bye bye guys go get them boo